0: Hello and welcome to the five song mixtape where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name
1: is Michael. The Hockey is David.
2: <laughs> and I'm the one, the only RJ. Was that a tease? What were you just speaking? Dothraki.
1: Ah, Dothraki. I was Man, like, it I was, was a tease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into the mystical languages now.
2: <laughs> like I want to give you my dragon. I'll take is it. that how that works?
1: You'll take his dragon. I'll take I'm your give dragon. dragon. <laughs> I'll take your dragon. You're gonna get it back. You're not gonna know what, it, what I did to it. You I'll you know? suck it off. Yeah, suck that dragon. <laughs> Sheep, let you spit fire. We, we call that one the double
2: dragon. If you know what I mean.
1: Give me them dragon eggs. <laughs>
0: What do they call it when they try to stuff it all in one place? Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a hot pocket. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Give it a dragon hot pocket.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: all right. Well, this is episode 12.
0: Uh, this is my mix. Now, my eighth wish belongs to, to death. death. Yeah. All so, right. Explain to me
1: what this title means, my friend. I'm going to let RJ do this because I had... An idea. And then <laughs> I ran it through anagram solvers <laughs> to try to, to get your pentagrams out. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I consulted the Necronomicon. Yeah, I got my Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing helped. My eighth wish belongs to Dev. RJ and I were consulting about this through text because <laughs> I literally sent him a text that said, What does Mike's stupid fucking <laughs> riddle mean? And then he told me. And I was like, okay. And it's because I got part of it.
2: <laughs> so as we said last time, RJ will figure it yes. out. Right.
1: Yeah. That's why I went to him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You could have gotten a mic. No, nah, I feel like you wouldn't give me the <laughs> So I I think I looked up ceremony and I'm like, cool. De- oh, okay. I see. I see. At first, <laughs> then I was like, killing the dream. Death wish. Okay. I get it. Death wish. Eight. And I'm like, Eight. Eighth albums, not all of them have eight albums. Eighth song, not all of them is the eighth song. And I was like, all right, there has to be something. <laughs> then I looked into the lyrics, and the lyrics were like, I don't know if you I guys listened, listened to the lyrics. But it's kind of here and there, and I'm like, this has nothing to do with 8. <laughs> yeah. Then I go to my friendly Spotify, yeah. and all I see huh? is 2008, 2008, <laughs> 2008, 2015, which is a remake Remaster. from the 2008. Yeah. It's a
0: re-release. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then I was like, all right, I get
0: it. <laughs> I, get it. I, I was hoping that 2015 uh, would
1: throw them. you off the trail. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I had figured that much out, and then I saw 2015, I'd be like, was it 2015? <laughs> I would have had to look into it further. Yes. So, my eighth wish belongs to
0: death is all bands come from Death Wish Inc., and these are all albums that came out in 2008. Yep. Now, ceremony hold on. Okay. It's a little trickery that okay. I pulled with. There's the ceremony. Yeah. 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 A
1: trickery there. A distribution <laughs> instead of record release.
0: <laughs> a little trickery. Um, but I will say so like I said last time I had a group of bands, right? Mm-hmm. That I wanted to create a mix out of. Right? Yeah. And then I came up with the okay, let's just pick bands from Deathwish. And then 2008 just kept on like repopulating. Huh. And I thought it was really interesting when you look at a lot of these bands from Deathwish, from Bridge Nine, you know, from these different record labels that they all were they All were hitting what I would consider like the peak of hardcore between 2007 and 2009. The hardcore G spot. Yes. The G spot Mm -hmm. was happening between all of these bands all at the same time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Originally, which I won't do this mix, but this mix started as uh, If Death Had Five Wishes. Okay. And that was
1: because. 2005 is another interesting year for Deathwish. Well, that's what I was going to say about yes. ceremony is like yes. violence, violence was it's earlier. Os, yes. So six, maybe? F- okay, maybe. Yeah, I think it's 06. Okay.
0: Yeah. And because they had, I think violence, violence is like 06, and then they had Scared People, that EP, mm-hmm. or that Seven Inch that they came out with. And then Ruined
1: was, was that Ruined?
0: Mm, no. That was somebody else. Yeah. I've been thinking of Ruiner. But 2005 huh. is another year because I made a mix of bands from Deathwish that came out with the 2005 record, but uh. a lot of them were bands that I loved, but not records that I loved. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'll kind of dive into that a little
1: Interesting. bit. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got some questions about those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the theme is pretty
1: simple. Just yeah. Well, even after RJ told me that, yeah. I was like, there might be something more to
2: it. <laughs> so there's nothing
1: more to it. No surprises. No, no okay. surprises. Right. Yeah. This right. is just
2: purely <sighs> I can songs I can relax that I love. All right. All, All right. right. So if you can remember, Devin, what time did you ask me? <laughs> About this. You're like, what is Mike's riddle? It was like nine in the morning. Yeah. I was still getting out of bed. I look over and be like, yeah, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <Inside> <laughs> I go back to bed. I'm like, I'm off today. I don't want to. See, the year they were there. So I got the
1: death wish part. Yeah. Like pretty. When you see the mix, you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, I get it. Uh, Ceremony was the outlier. And yeah. I was like, then I was like, maybe that's it. And then I was like, wish belongs to death. Then I was thinking, I was like. I thought way too far into this. I was hoping. Yeah. And I was like, "Did was there like one consistent member of these bands that like made like a deal with Death Wish? And like they have an eight record deal with Death Wish. So like their eight, imagine? they imagine all of their eight records belongs to <laughs> yeah this record label. Right. Cause that happens. Yeah. And I was like, going through the band members, I was like, no, there's none of the same members. <laughs> like, what about producers? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a pretty simple like riddle.
0: But I was hoping the ceremony trickery was going to throw it off a little bit. And then when I saw blacklisted album, I was like, oh, this might just sprinkle hey. this just a little yeah. bit.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one was way earlier. Yeah. yeah. But it... Yeah. I didn't yeah. know if RJ knew that one or not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just songs that I love. And uh, this is the first... Like, last time was our first fully, like, hip-hop um, yeah, mix. This is our... I would say this is a good candidate for me. If someone were to say, "What's your favorite type of music?" and I could hand them, I could just slide over these five songs yeah. and be like,
1: "These, okay, this. but okay." Now, here's my question, because you know the type of playlist I usually make. Yeah, there's a mix of like a bunch of other stuff on there. Mm-hmm. If you had five songs and somebody asked you, like, "Can you make me a five song playlist mm-hmm. that is representative of you?" Oh, no.
0: I think this is representative of the genre at this time. Okay. That's why, yeah. Because if I was to make it, I, because then 2008 would be thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. Because origin because I really wanted Converge on this mix, but, mm-hmm. um, what my why can't I think? It's I really really like the album, and it did come out in two thousand five. And Albatross is like one of my favorite songs. Oh, you fail me? No, it's not. You fail me. So you fail me is like considered one of their greatest, right? Jane Doe is probably considered their greatest, but they have that like shorter two thousand five, maybe eight or nine, maybe ten song. CD. Was it before Jane Doe? No, it's after Jane Doe. Oh, um, I want to say it's something Sky.
1: Uh, reaching the sky or they have when forever comes crashing. And then the alternate to that, which is called something. Yeah. I yes. forgot the name of that one. Yes. That is like one of my favorite impossible sky or something like that. something. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That has a song about the Albatross one. on it
0: that like, I remember, cause I remember when Dustin got that CD when it came out in 2005 and that album is just so good. And yeah. I think it's overlooked quite a bit. So if I was like making, yeah. like, uh, songs that I love from the genre, like, I would have to have Converge on there. I'd have to have Give the Ghost on there. I would probably choose Verse over almost every one of the bands that are on this mix. Have you listened to them
1: lately? Uh, no. They sound different to me for some reason. Oh, I didn't. Even but know I didn't that listen they're to they're them still. Well, no, no, I mean, not their new stuff, oh, but their okay. old stuff. Like I had the same thing with aggression came out. I was just like, ugh. I didn't listen to them as much. Yeah, but I had the same thing with the Warriors, Mm. which Mm -hmm. wasn't. I wasn't that into them, Mm. but I remembered them, (laughs) and I was like, oh, I loved them at the time, and I listened to it again. Yeah, and I still did like it, but I liked it in a different way. It was. uh, It sounded like I didn't remember the songs at all. Yeah, it was weird.
0: I would even probably on mine have like a Set It Straight song on it because I would pick Set It Straight over yeah. every one of these bands. But anyways, I feel like this is a pretty good. Like if you're not familiar with the genre and the peak, what I consider the peak of the genre is 2008, and this is when all these albums came out, and they're all uh, a kind of an amalgamation of the genre. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right.
3: All
0: right, so we're going to start off with Death Wish, Inc. here. Uh, independent record label conceived by Jacob Bannon of Converge and Trey McCarthy in 2000. Um, their first release was Deeper the Wound, a split album between Converge and Japanese band Hellchild. Never listened to Hellchild. I didn't either, but I always saw that band name. Yeah. I was like, should probably get into them. <laughs> uh, back in 2001, uh, Deathwish established itself quickly, working with a diverse group of bands and eventually becoming one of the most respected Respected and innovative labels in contemporary hardcore punk and aggressive music in general. Um, after having previously worked with Red Distribution in 2016, Deathwish signed a global deal with Alternative Distribution Alliance, an independent dist- distribution label under Warner Music Group. That I did
1: not know looking this up. What's that kind of comes into play with the first one, doesn't it? Ceremony? No, oh, no, because that's okay. in 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this was okay. relatively new in the Death Wish
0: catalog that they are like technically under Warner Music, Interesting. which is crazy. Yeah. Does that I have to do know.
1: with Roadrunner also? It might. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because I've seen some like crossover in there, what they post online recently of like Roadrunner and uh, Southern Lord style bands, mm-hmm. like metal bands. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's not Slipknot Roadrunner.
1: Roadrunner, yeah. Yeah, and like kill switch engage but they had like some good bands too yeah yeah uh so in 1999
0: Linus Garces and True Prey founded the hardcore punk independent record label Malfunction Records Deathwish merged with Malfunction in August 2007 what? and originally announced that the two labels would still exist as separate entities with Malfunction acting as an imprint label and Deathwish's staff operating both businesses. However, one of Malfunction's late, last releases was Bitter End's 2000, 2008 self-titled EP. Deathwish still distributes some of Malfunction's back catalog. So that is where my trickery happens okay. with Converge. Or no, We're with Ceremony.
1: Yeah. Yes. But there, was that one released on Malfunction or Bridge 9?
0: It is released on Malfunction Deathwish. Oh. Because it's in 2008, so in okay. Deathwish took over Malfunction, and then it was released in 2008, basically under Deathwish, but under Malfunction, and then okay. their rest. Oh wait, no, the album itself, I believe, is is
1: released under Bridge Nine. Okay, yes, but they have a distribution deal with other labels. They sometimes. were under under Deathwish at one point, yeah, which is why they count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It, yeah. And it should count. Yes. But yeah, that was the confusing one where I was like, This isn't Death. Yeah, Wish. I think the album is released under Bridge Nine. Okay. Which is confusing.
0: Like when you think about Ceremony the Band and you think about Bridge Nine, Bridge Nine has great bands, has verse on there, has Ruiner on there, has Half Hard on there, like three of my favorite bands. I would nine times out of ten if you asked me what ceremony was signed to, I would say, Oh, Deathwish. Like, yeah, I don't cons- like
1: especially violence. Violence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then later on, they signed a Matador. Yeah, <laughs> which made sense with the musical change. But at the time, you're like a ceremony with Matador. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. They are an indie label, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So RJ, yes, where I'm, I'm interested in this conversation because him and I will yeah. mind meld during this yeah. conversation. Okay, yes. I don't know where you were at. In the conversation, as far as the stuff, yeah, like when this stuff was going on, what were you doing?
2: So I don't remember what band practice y'all had, but you were playing your music, and I fell asleep on the couch. Just <laughs> <This> fucking sucks. <laughs> right, this is good start. <laughs> no, no, it, was like, it was just like <laughs> I, I remember listening to my work at uh, work, and everyone was like, "You know, why you listen to such hateful music?" And I, I laugh. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, my personal, like I, I, I like, I like this music, but if you're like, name a ceremony song, I'll be like, I don't know, something. Yeah. Something. If you're like, name a band that's like, Defeater, I'll be like, I like Defeater. Mm-hmm. It's in the hardcore kind of realm. Yeah. For sure. I like yeah. those. Yeah. I like Touche. But besides that, all the other bands that are on here, I knew of. Yeah. Like, Killing the Dream, I, I know all of them and everything like that. It's yeah. like, I can't pick a song out. I have nothing against it. I enjoy it, but I can't like, you know.
0: It's interesting because you did put a Defeater and a Tuche Amore song on it, which they were both around during this time, but yeah. they're not really known until later. Yeah. And so
2: I, I learned about them later. Yeah. Defeater
0: yeah. didn't
1: really change their style. Yeah. And they became popular later. Tuche Mori did have a slow progression because yes. I think around this time they had... To the Beat of a Dead Horse, yeah. maybe Parting the Seas. As soon as Parting the Seas came out, that was the change for Touche Amore. Yeah. So they were kind of under the radar and had a big change. I don't know if they're still even on Death Wish. They might be on Epitaph or something. Yeah. But they made some sort of jump in their sound, and that's when they became like hyper-popular. Um, but those are both good examples of this style of music, but at the same time, not like it. At all. Yeah, it's it's for sure. I would say that both of their styles are
0: refined versions of the genre. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. If like if you look at where the genre was kind of heading, it makes sense with those two bands, this is what it would sound like.
1: Yeah. And if you look at where it came from compared to this playlist, yeah. that's a really interesting progression as well. Mm-hmm. Because there seems to be a big jump. And Ceremony seems to be the... The thing that brings a lot of those bands together. Like, Ceremony had a lot of that old school hardcore punk sound, like the Bad Brains Minor Threat era. Yeah. Like, just raw intensity, like bare instrumentation, Mm -hmm. and a singer that was just a crazy person. Like, then these, I don't want to call them metalcore, I guess Converge kind of helped that. That's what I would say. I would say it is
0: all up to. Jacob Bannon and Kurt Ballou. I would say, like, between, of course, between them two producing most of these bands. Yeah. And then you see the weird progression of Converge. Like, I can't even explain to someone what Converge is. No. Because they have, you can, if you're not like into that style of music, you might listen to every one of their records and might think they sound the same, but they sound drastically drastically different different. as you go through there. And I honestly, I think between those two guys and. Give the Ghost or America Nightmare. I think, like, if you look at 2J More or Defeater sound, to me, a lot of it comes from
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they. So I was watching that documentary on Blue Note Records the Mm -hmm. other night, and they had around the late 50s, early 60s, they had what's called the Blue Note Sound. Yeah. Which is these bands that were recorded by the one dude in his parents' living room, and all the bands or all the individual artists had the same sound to them. So everybody was going after that sound. And I feel like Deathwish Records did the same thing, mostly because Kurt Blue was producing yeah. all of these albums, plus other things that weren't even on Deathwish. There's yeah. a lot of crossover with Epitaph. Like, he did some Every Time I Die albums. Was, because he produced
0: Five Minute Rides, yeah. The World Needs Convincing. But yeah. What was that released on? Do you remember?
1: World Needs Convincing was on Rise. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rise, I think. I want to say like Tooth and Nail. hmm. Because he has
0: such a like... Maybe. I can't tell you what he brings to the bands, but he brings something.
1: The Death Wish sound. Yeah. Like he's in a master recording engineer. His business cards are a circuit board. For a guitar pedal, oh, that's awesome! A working circuit board <laughs> that you can put the components in yeah. and be, create a distortion pedal. <laughs> so fucking sick! Yeah. Can yeah. I
2: side note here, yeah. So one of my coworkers is like, "Oh, I see your playlist. I hear it. Have you heard of a band called Dance Gavin Dance?" And I just mm. laughed and I was like, Okay, yeah. And she's like, You should listen to that band. They're good. <laughs> There's interesting crossover
1: there too, because yeah. you got to yeah, it yeah, like, you know, over in there. And it's always funny, like when people hear that type of music, like me playing this type of music, and they bring up something like that, and I have to like take a step back and be like, You know what, they're kinda right, but me being in this world, I'm like totally different bands. Yeah. You know that's why that's why to the maybe the unrefined
0: ear to this genre of music, this mix sounds the same. But there are subtle differences. Even the fact that some of these bands come from like the same area, like there's subtle differences yeah. between them that make up the genre.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. the style, it's the influences, it's 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 everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: All
0: right, let's start off with track number one here. One of my favorite titles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) dead moon california midnight in solitude the difference between looking and seeing (laughs) by ceremony off of still nothing moves you track number one off of their album four minutes and six seconds track number one on the mix Mm -hmm. has to be maybe the longest
1: ceremony to song into the wayside is longer but it's, oh, is it? It's Into the Wayside part one slash right. six, six, yeah. six. So <laughs> it's technically two songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, yeah, so. It, yeah. Actually, a lot of things on Ron Hurt Park, which came after Still Nothing Moves You, I think, yeah. are the longer songs, and they started making their transition kind of after the song. Right, yeah. yeah. It's that. That's why I think this
0: is really interesting. This yeah. So. Ceremony, they're an American punk rock band from Ron Hart Park, California. The band features Ross Farr, Far, Anthony Anzaldo, Justin Davis, Andy Nelson, and Jake Cassarati. Ryan Matos left the group before Matador Records signing them in 2011. Um, their sixth album, In the Spirit World Now, was released uh, through Relapse Records uh, here last year in 2019. Um, still Nothing Moves You, the album that we're talking about, from that the song comes from, is the second full length album from them um, and it was released August 2008 through Bridge Nine Records. So, like I said before, and the uh, trickery was ceremony, they were technically signed under Deathwish for a very brief
1: period of time. Yeah, <laughs> they, count. <laughs> they count. They count. They um, count. Even if they never were, I would still count this as a Deathwish band yeah. and say, yeah, it fits in the mix.
0: So, RJ, when you when you saw Ceremony on here, were you expecting this song, like this type of song?
2: Yeah, I don't know how
1: you feel about Ceremony.
2: Uh, I mean, I I saw the, them, I saw the playlist. I'm like, all right, I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said before, if you're like, oh, what is this song? I, I couldn't tell you. i be like, I-, I haven't heard it. Yeah. I know you were like saying something about the intro last time, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm expecting an intro, right? Something yeah. to bring me in, and you know, it did that.
0: <laughs> it's one of the my favorite opening songs, like ever. Yeah, like for a hardcore band and beyond. It's a trick because it's like three songs in one. Mm -hmm. And for Ceremony, it is three songs in one because most of their songs are like a minute to like a minute 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting thing for me with this album is I used to hate it. Oh, really? uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't listen to the entire thing before I decided that I hated it. Yeah. Because I got it on vinyl. And I had just gotten a record player, and this one isn't labeled side A or side B. So That's awesome. <laughs> it starts for me. This, this is a weird middle song. Then, <laughs> well, I never even got to this song, which is oh, the okay. thing. I played yeah. side B. Yeah, which I forgot the name of the song, but the the song is good with the song before it. Yeah, but the song on its own is very harsh. And da 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 like very grating, and I was like, I don't think ceremonies for me. Like I'd heard violence, violence, I'd heard cursed, yeah, and I was like, those songs are cool. Like songs on violence violence is cool. Yeah. And then this just didn't do it for me. So I set it aside for a long time. And then I was like, I'll try the other side. And then I heard this. I was like, okay, we're doing something here. Like this is as far into like a hardcore concept album that I could get into, which it isn't a concept album, right. but like it needs to be listened to as a whole. Yes. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So like Ceremony as a band was kind of, uh, they they didn't come out of nowhere, but they were one of the few bands that were able to bring a specific sound into the hardcore scene successfully.
1: Yeah. That Nobody really reproduced.
0: No, because you've got like, you've got converge and you've got like metal bands, right? And then you've got punk bands and then you've got kind of the weird gray area and punk bands. That's like the black flags and the minor threats and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, right. Um, or the fugazis. But so you've got, but you've got a very specific sound with ceremony that they brought over from, I would say like the dead Kennedy's or from like classic punk bands, that normally, like a lot of hardcore bands, can't bring that sound successfully in. Especially
1: around that time, two thousand, yeah. whenever they started, two thousand yeah. two, two thousand ten. Right, because yeah. it, it was also like in the area that we lived in, like
0: punk kids and hardcore kids didn't necessarily get along either. No, you know, like they were there kind were of fights at those. Shows. Yeah, they were like yeah. at wits with each other because. One decided that they were harder than the other, and the other thought that they were just anarchists. So they <laughs> yeah. didn't care, you know. Like, yeah. and Denialists. so nihilists. Yeah, but yeah. ceremony was like the connecting band, yeah. which was interesting when yeah. they, when I first heard them, I was like, someone in hardcore is doing this because you're so used to like there's the. Um, what would you? I guess it would be considered like the straight edge side of hardcore, yeah. But
1: like the very East Coast. Well, side oh, of okay, so you are talking like uh, we're just listening to Cold World, oh yeah, or Bitter End, yes, like or Guns Up is my favorite. Guns Up is yeah. great. Um, Blood for Blood, yeah, is the old example. Yeah. Like, yeah, East Coast, just that is hardcore. Exactly, technically. yeah. It's like that. So, hardcore started like in the. Late seventies, maybe, maybe early eighties, yeah. and they had that rain for like, you know, six, seven years or so, yeah. and then people kind of forgot about it, except for a few of these bands. Except for Boston, except for <laughs> Boston, yeah. <laughs> and the East Coast just kept doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cared. Yeah, and. There were still bands that were just doing that, and then for some reason, these bands started coming out. I think kind of from Deathwish, yeah, I, like kind of from Converge, which was a metalcore band, right. and they kind of blended the two styles and created something different. And then there was a lot of confusion. It's like, oh, do you like hardcore? Or do you like metalcore? It's like, yeah, it's like I don't know. I like this fucking band. I
0: know it's so yeah. weird because like I define hardcore by the sound of this mix. But yeah. there's other people that would define hardcore, like even in this area. Um, fuck, what's that band that comes from this area? Um, not uh, Warriors, but um, I can't think of the other. But basically, like straight edge. Wait, hard. Pressure Point? Uh, I don't want to talk about them. Okay. But straight edge, <laughs> hard East Coast bands typically, but there's plenty of West Coast bands that have that same sound. Like people, so they're like, no, 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 that's hardcore. Yeah. And they consider this like some weird blend of melodic. They call it melodic hardcore. Yeah. 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 But Ceremony as band, they're weird. They're like almost, if you see them live, they're like a performance band. Well, they used to be. I don't know what they are now. They're like some weird new wave band. I now. think they're just straight up new wave. <laughs> like, we want to make like music. RJ, have you heard their new stuff? I have not. <sighs> um, you wouldn't recognize it. Yes. No. They sound like a straight up. Uh, Did you hear Danny Havoc had a band that he made with uh, some people from, like, another 90s band? I can't remember. Um, Did you hear that band at all? I have not. It kind of sounds like a little bit later Depeche Mode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a little different. (laughs) Yeah. If you heard... If, if you hadn't heard Ceremony before and you heard that album you'd yeah. be like oh yeah it's a cool like new
1: wave band it it's cool it could be on the Donnie Darko soundtrack yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it's a big big difference heavily I, Joy Division influenced I'd be curious if you like that more than the Ceremony that we know I don't have an opinion on the new stuff yet I'm yeah. still processing it. yeah <laughs> Zoo I liked the yeah. album Zoo I really mm. liked and then I think they had another one after that and then they came out with L-Shaped Man hmm Oh, no, L-Shaped Man and then In the Spirit World now is their newest one. Yeah. Which is further into new wave right. stuff. Yeah. I remember when they came out with, uh, they like remixed
0: one of their songs into like a, almost like a te- like a house song. I That's all the guitarists. F- I have sure. to find that. It's like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck. And it's like this like really strange house beat that's going on. It's like, that's cool ceremonies. <laughs> do your thing. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. it's all got to be that guitarist. Yeah. Who liked one of my photos on Instagram once. that <laughs> had nothing to do with ceremony. Yeah. Which was very strange. That's funny. So it's like like, I'm not friends with him. Yeah. And then I got this like like from Anthony Anzaldo. And I was like, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. It was so weird. (laughs) You are you lurking my profile, (laughs) Prince looking (laughs) motherfucker. Um, yeah, strong opening track. Agree. (laughs) Um, Yeah, one of my favorite ceremony songs off of arguably my favorite ceremony album. Um, it starts off the mix great. Yes, half of it, half of the song length is the intro. (laughs) Yes, which is cool as shit. Yeah, and it kind of goes into a different song at one point, but it's still the same song. Um, it's unique to the mix, but still fits in great with the
0: mix. Yes, yeah, I would say to someone this is like hardcore influenced by punk.
1: Yeah, this is this genre.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of
1: ushers you into what you're going to be listening to.
3: Yeah,
2: RJ, all right. the The placement of it, I enjoy. That's fine. Mm -hmm. The actual song, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard stuff, but I could not pick them up. Like, if you're like, "What's a ceremony song?" I'm like, "I I don't know." Um, The intro, I like how it kind of you know it starts. Then there's that part, as Devin said, it changes. Mm -hmm. I like the changes better Mm -hmm. prior to it actually the beginning of where he starts singing. And then if you look at the second part where he starts singing, I think that leads into. I like killing the dream style more than I like ceremony style that I was like, that is my type of hardcore. Yeah. I like the fast bass. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. ding, And I was like, I like that. Better. That's why. That- I,
0: yeah. That's why the, that I picked this as the song from Ceremony,
2: so I was yeah. like, "That's yes. good" because it's the intro to everything. <laughs> yes, those are probably my only grievances, which is not big at all. Yeah, so it's a grievance. <laughs> it's my it sounded like a good thing. A general I, grievance. <laughs> 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 it's a very general. I didn't you did hate the double
1: sided lightsaber ball.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it's like that's the only bad thing if, I, if you consider that a bad thing about it. That's but interesting because
1: I was wondering how he would feel about it not knowing the album. Because yes. I think we enjoy it more knowing the album. But it is Especially a great because song on of, its own.
0: Yeah, that's what this whole mix. It's I love the albums more or these songs mm. more and the albums more because of the previous album. Mm. Like when you when you go from violence, violence into this
1: album, it's yeah. like what
0: happened? Yeah, something that happened. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, somebody hurt you. Yeah. (laughs) Because Violence, Violence was like, oh, yeah, it's like some good punk rock. Yeah. Still Nothing Moves You. It's like, this hurts. (laughs) Yeah. This is violent. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that one, it's very harsh. Yes. Like, Still Nothing Moves You as an album. But as an album, as a whole, I like this one the best from Ceremony. Yeah. Yeah
0: so just like every other genre of music hardcore is the same way where it technically has the pacific northwest has its own sound of music in the hardcore genre and so you see that with the end of that song like you mentioned yes and then track number two we've got one of the defining bands for us for that style of music uh so track number two is 34 seconds from killing the dream off of the album "Fractures." Uh, Killing Dream was an American hardcore punk band from the Sacramento area that formed in 2002 and broke up in 2011.
2: They're from Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard. The one.
0: group signed to Deathwish Inc. in 2004 and released three studio albums through the label. Um, Killing Dream formed in Sacramento in 2002 with Joel Adams from Embrace the End, bassist Chris Chase, drummer Isaac Frantini, and vocalist Elijah Horner. After recording a five-song demo tape in 2003. The group added second guitarist, Bart Mullis, also from Embrace the End. The The songs from the demo made up half of their self-titled debut album released in 2004 through Rival Rival Records. That's the other one. Yes. Uh, Fractures is the second studio album by the American hardcore punk band. The album was released in 2008 through Deathwish. Fractures was produced by Jay Robbins of the 90s post-hardcore group Jawbox. And the artwork was designed by Jacob Bannon.
3: Mm.
0: Um, So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in there. Killing the Dream means something very specific to us in this area. Um, They did get some, I don't know how well regarded they are uh, globally or even nationally in the hardcore scene. Yeah. Um, But Killing the Dream, they come, them and another band called Five Minute Ride, come directly from our high school yeah, yeah. And they, and Embrace the End, come directly from our high school, from our area, and basically changed every, I was 14 at the time, like every young person's idea of music yeah. was basically channeled through
1: 10 guys, yeah, which is insane. Yeah. It's a just Rotating that, cast of members that would switch. Exactly, yeah. Switch bands. But if those three bands, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, there's just like a couple of dudes that basically got
0: from emo music, right? And from, I would say, a lot of pop punk music and understood a lot of metal, especially the guys from Embrace the End, who just happened to channel in that sound into our area of Northern California outside of Sacramento. And then that basically started defining the whole... I mean, a lot of people would... I mean, Trash Talk, they're from Sacramento, I think, technically as well. Um, yeah <laughs> they like they they just all kind of formed a very similar style of hardcore yeah that I can't remember if Trash Talk is on Deathwish but they all no work with Deathwish Deathwish they, are part Nine of it technically or, yeah, yeah like but they all define this weird melodic hardcore sound that I think yeah. Goat Alone is probably one of the outliers that they're from like Ooh. Washington Ooh. or something Set It Straight was from Redding. Um, yes. Yeah, so Set It Straight, they count as well, but they're yeah. like, they're doing their own straight edge. I forgot about Go It Alone, though. Yeah. 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 So Northern California has its own unique place for hardcore music and not just San Francisco. Like Ceremony and those bands, they come from San Francisco. And Rivalry Records, they're kind of the bridge between, because every year they would have their showcase in Berkeley. Yeah. Um, and their last one was in 2008. and I was lucky enough to go to that one. Mm. And, um, where that was, uh, like Betrayed's last uh show that they played. Mm. Um, if you're into like straight edge hardcore, yeah, um, God, but yeah, I got a lot of these bands, <clears throat> uh, Killing Dream is one of those bands that's very important to us. Um, as well as I would say that Fractures is their defining album. A lot of people would, would fight me on this. A lot of people would say in place apart, a lot of people would say place apart, and, plays a part. and yeah. I get it, yeah. <laughs> <I> get it. <laughs> Um, but my argument is is to that is they were still in a transition between members, yeah, and why by the time they recorded fractures, DJ was fully in the band and fully defined their sound because in place apart still has the embrace the end dudes influencing the music, yeah, and DJ, I mean, for I don't know the guy well, met him a, ha- a couple of times, right. And he was a guy that stepped into the band that brought in more of. I don't even know what to say. The difference is between in place apart and fractures. But There's a difference. Yeah, he, he's like one of the main reasons for that difference. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, a lot of people would even say K- the Killing the Dream, their self titled EP, is like their their favorite thing that they've done. Hmm. Like I know that uh, Sean gets annoyed with some stuff from In Place Apart because you're like. And some stuff with fractures because you've just heard it so many times that you're just like,
3: okay, yeah. I get it,
0: <laughs> you know. And and I would say it's weird that uh, when you do, like, some Googling, Lucky Me is well regarded as, like, a defining sound for them yeah. for
1: what they ended up coming up with, which yeah. I, I like Lucky Me. And, and then was, they broke up after yeah, that, which exactly. is strange. Yeah, Like, they could have. They could have been something in the death Wish roster i don 't know how, like you were saying earlier i don 't know how they 're received globally, yeah, but I feel like after lucky me, after fractures, they could have been something equivalent to the you know converges or the trap Dims, yeah. you know I think a lot
0: of it i mean this is all stuff that i remember a lot of it did come down to eli and i know eli wasn't i know he had a lot of vocal cords issues Mm. um in between and plays a part and fractures and i just don't think he was interested in being a touring hardcore band anymore yeah which is it's a lot for doing it for as long as they did i mean they did it for like a decade yeah which is crazy yeah um rj yes when we would just talk about killing the dream would you just
1: like tune out back in the day? You would fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> in their practice studio that yeah. we shared. Yeah.
2: So I was trying to analyze this while you guys talked about it. I think you mentioned some two thousand twos, two thousand fours, two thousand eight. Yeah. I think that's the prime M and M part I was in, in my life.
1: Okay. So that's very, actually how I think of that time Mine that, too. I was very imminent. into rap,
2: and I was not into the hardcore scene. I knew of it. Is that Devin's eight like eight mile territory? What's that?
0: Is that eight mile territory?
2: Oh, very much so. That is my life. Or four. <laughs> so yeah. Devin would be like, We're going to band practice. So I was like, Cool, I get to see you guys pick up. cool. I got my stuff, Cisco man, on
1: my sweater, well, <laughs> I
2: got my Cisco chain. I'm on. like, I'm gonna make <laughs> rhymes while you guys are doing this with like, you know my I'm still my listening to Nelly. So that time I did not listen to it. I, I knew I think the only band that I listened to in that time frame was Five Minute Ride. Yeah, I I, I, I love what is their bathroom wall and lipstick Ooh. secrets. I, I if that, love if I could find that, that album. Yeah. You you like, have I think that, right? I had three copies of it when I bought it at Dimple Records when yeah. it was still a thing because I yeah. love that album. I think that was the introduction to <clears> I'm Singing but i 'm also screaming, yeah, you know.
0: that was the the first emo band that like most people in our area had even heard of. Like, I was yeah, like, it's maybe a, some a people had beautiful heard of, thing, like, and I loved Sunday it or something, but like not a not that.
1: I heard it from a kid named Ben Adams, I think is his last name. he mm-hmm. was friends with all of these guys, yeah, and I heard uh that's who I heard Rufio from too. We oh, were in yeah. computer tech class in ninth grade, and A space, B space, <laughs> space. <Yes. laughs> the cat jumped over the lazy dog. <laughs> that guy, man. Yeah. And uh, he would like find stuff on the internet in computer tech class and just like play it for me on the speakers yeah. like real low. And he showed me like he t- like that was the first show I ever went to was Five Minute Ride yeah. at the Pizza Factory. I think it was their <laughs> first show. Yeah. Pizza Factory in Placerville. And I hadn't heard Five Minute Ride before then, but he's like, "Oh yeah, go to this show. It's gonna be fun." Yeah, and he was playing like cool shit that I liked before. And uh, yeah, went to the show. and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I like, didn't know you. I didn't know you could do this. Yeah, like
0: it if was. If I remember right, they style. recorded some of it, if not the whole thing, at the music room at Ponderosa.
1: I think so. I think yeah. they did them or Cadence. Ooh. Cadence for sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty impressive because that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds better than ketone recordings. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, RJ, uh, do you any nostalgia for f- Killing the
2: Dream? I, I know of them. Besides that, it's yeah. like if you're like, oh, name a song, I wouldn't be able to. Same thing for a, a ceremony. So, how um, did you feel towards 34 seconds, towards this song? Did um, you
1: think it was going to be 34 seconds? Okay.
2: <laughs> I did not guess that it would be. <laughs> Um first track to second track, I like this one better. Yeah. Because it was the faster pace, just you know, I love the snare it's where it's so
0: funny because it's saying it's faster paced than ceremony, who's like literally no it's it's yeah, just, it's yeah. just the songs that yeah. I chose. Yeah, because Killing a Dream have have slower songs. Just Give no, me more it, snare. Yeah, it's like more saying, oh,
1: snare. I don't like bad brains because like I heard that song and they're not fast enough. It's yeah. like have
2: you heard Black Tots?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's too funny. fast. <laughs> yeah, <so> you, <laughs> too like,
2: fast. you like yeah. the
0: fastness of the song.
2: I like that. Yeah. I, and I enjoyed it because of that. I, I knew of them. I'm like, I know the Sacramento. I know yeah. the history with them. And I was like, that's cool cause, because of the nostalgia with that. Um, but I did enjoy that. I enjoyed the song. It was a I, good song.
1: I think you are technically a Killing the Dream fan. I,
2: like, I probably would be if you're like, hey, listen, to these. I'm like, all right. Have I you listened them.
1: to an album like No, I have not heard of it. Oh, home. really? Okay. Yeah, because that's your style this song listen I I yeah I, like, cool, I would tell I like you, you to
0: start with fractures I probably wouldn't tell them to start with even in place apart
1: I would say there's a few songs on a place apart oh, yeah for that sure you should listen to yeah but it still has
0: that like metal influence that's not quite the sound yet
1: it's not yeah, yeah. it for sure isn't
0: this one yeah you're you know it right. is very consistent in killing Your dream Eli or it's either Eli It's for sure Eli with the lyrics, but it's also the guitar melodies. They're so good at writing chants for the ends of songs. Like, I can't tell you how many Killin' in the Dream songs. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, I remember being with a, Group of a large group of kids, yeah. and everyone's saying the same thing.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's like it's so many of their songs. Oh, yeah. There's something about it. Yeah. They were talking about that recently with these, it's completely different, but with these protests that are happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like they're doing these chants. I saw some videos of like people just doing chants, and there was like people that normally wouldn't go to protests that were like, Yeah, like, I went down to the one in L.A., and it's like, all these people are just getting together, and there's something about people saying the same thing. Yeah. Like, there's just some group energy about it, which, a little bit different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there is something about that. Like, everybody knowing the lyrics to a song and just screaming it at the top of your lungs at a concert. Yeah. they're one of their last shows at Club Retro, Mm -hmm. they got the, the... electricity cut off because they used the F word, which is a no no <laughs> at a church. Yeah. And all you hear is the drum. It was that part where they go, We're all fucked, yeah. so fuck it all. And like cut off the electricity. And all you hear is drums and just five hundred people that all know the lyrics just yeah. rushing the stage. And at first you hear like somebody strumming a guitar with no electricity and you're like <laughs> something's happened. Yeah. And then everybody just goes crazy. It's like they finish the set like that. It was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And Crime and Stereo didn't even get to play. Her. Yeah. Comeback Kid. I th- oh, it was it Comeback is? Kid. Yeah, Crime
0: and Stereo, They that was like their first tour that they did was with Crime and Stereo, which is just crazy. I yeah. love that band.
1: Yeah, I love that band. The comeback Kid. Terrible I that night. Love. So I never saw Comeback Kid, yeah. and I was excited to see them. Yeah. And then Killing the Dream said the, the no-no word mm-hmm. and got the show shut down, and Comeback Kid had to leave. Oh, that's a bummer. Never got to see them until more recently when they came out with their newest album. I saw them in Berkeley. Yeah. Which they were good. Yeah. Newest album.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, That's good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, second track on it, we go from Ceremony to Killing a Dream, uh, kind of expanding on the sound of Northern California hardcore. Um, One of my favorite Killing a Dream songs uh, because of. I don't know. It's just a great song. And then I I wanted to mix it up here with track Mm -hmm. number three. Yeah. Because, all right. So track number three here is Memory Lane by Blacklisted off of Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God. Great album title. One of my favorites. Yeah. It's such a good album title. And the cover art of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so good. Um, Yeah. All right. So Blacklisted, American hardcore punk band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They have toured North America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Japan. The band formed in early 2000s and comprised George Hirsch, John Neen, Tim Smith, and Zach Torodo. Uh, the band self-released their debut self-titled 7-inch EP in 2003. Uh, Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God is the second full-length album from them, uh, released in 2008 from Deathwish. Now, Blacklisted and Killing the Dream were both on my first album run at this mix for 2005. Okay. And Blacklisted has The Beat Goes On in 2005. Blacklisted, just like I would say every one of these bands, when you listen to their first album and you go into their
1: second album, it's like, what happened, Blacklisted? Yeah. (laughs) I think Blacklisted had We're Unstoppable and then The Beat Goes On Yeah, and then this one. Right. Which even unstoppable to the beat goes on marked difference yeah. like but the beat goes on to this was similar to the touche amore difference mm-hmm. from to the beat of a dead horse to uh parting the sea yeah like a lot changed there Yeah, and this is when blacklist caught my attention it caught my attention I, yeah. I didn't give a shit about blacklist in Me 2005 either. yeah <laughs> i remember rj when this album
0: came out i was just like what yeah Because I was like... Something changed. Yeah, it really (laughs) was. Like, something changed with this band. And I... Yeah, I don't want to say... I I know that the singer has gone through some stuff. I can't remember what it is. But, like, something changed dramatically with this band. Yeah. To where, like, they had a very specific East Coast hardcore sound before. Yeah. And then this album came out. And they are able to... So, I don't know what to call this. Which, this song has maybe one of the sexiest baselines and breakdowns I've ever heard mm-hmm. right yep. it's just it's sexy yeah. like there's something about it Ooh, that's like yeah. I want to take my clothes off yeah. <laughs> and it's they bring in that little bit that every time I die has right yeah. that little bit of like I don't even know what to call that it's
1: like a rock swagger yes it's rock a swagger. blues there we go. blues rock swagger <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yeah, yeah, but that, I don't want to call it blues, but it's—I don't know—it is
2: bluesish. Yeah, it is for yeah. sure bluesish. It's got like a twang. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's not- melody
1: for one thing. Yeah, which hardcore is <laughs> lacking completely. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially Blacklist. Like, yeah. We're Unstoppable is just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then this actually brought it. Like the melody isn't crazy on this, but he's yeah. actually singing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he has a cool singing voice, similar mm-hmm. to like when
0: Eli started doing it as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's something about when this song it has its fast part in the beginning, and then when it breaks down and just like starts to change. Oh yeah, it's, it's just, just uh, <laughs> so rubbing your nips. <laughs> yeah, and like I hate like I there are aspects that I like about every time I die, but there is. That is not a band that I hold in high regard like Dustin does or Mm -hmm. did. Uh, Like, he loved that band. Yeah. But, like, I was just like, I get it after, like, a couple of songs, if that makes sense. I love it for boxing. It's (laughs) so good for boxing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where this, Blacklisted was able to kind of bring in that cool rock swagger blues-ish sound Mm -hmm. into this album. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, I don't know... I'm sh- maybe another band did this, but I don't know if anyone else did it like
1: them. I would say Gallows. Yeah. Kind okay. of does. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I had the same thought and I took a note for it. Gallows, um, they kind of had that, but it, he's British. Yeah. So it kind of. Like it's kind of different because he's just there. singing British. Yeah. Um, Every time I die, Title Fight. Is oh, yeah. Similar, but right. that's getting more into like the pop punk side of the hardcore scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's weird. Did you ever listen to Sabretooth Zombie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like
0: they would kind of bring in. <laughs> grave digger, grave digger. <laughs> fucking, Oh, yeah, I that love Sabretooth. flavor a little bit as well, but like not a lot of hardcore bands did this style of hardcore, which I don't even yeah. know what to call it in this song because oh, I just call it yeah. sexy music. It's just sexy music.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: RJ, what would you call it? It was sexy, right? So to bust all your balls, <laughs> oh, oh. bust my nuts, bust them. <laughs> comparing to the you know the previous song, yeah, I like the beginning of it, mm. but when he starts singing, oh. I did not Ooh. like it. Oh, okay, it's so
1: interesting. It's all right, so interesting. So, I get it though; it makes
2: sense. <laughs> if you yeah. go back to the Defeater album, yeah. Letters Home, there's a song where George sings on it. That's my least, one of my least favorite songs because he has that. Nah, 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 his voice, I don't like it. Well, don't letters home has what he like,
1: just did to blacklist. It? <laughs> like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it's close. If
2: you do the first part, I like it. The second part, I don't like the singing. All right. Well, oh, so, so
1: funny. Defeater has that acoustic side to their letters home album. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of acoustic songs. Yeah, there, there there's is. There's the fine line of songs. there's
2: there's yeah, songs great, and then there's the acoustic stuff. So, so you don't
0: like the mixture. You I don't, don't, like, I don't it like when they cross together. over. Ah, oh. huh, interesting.
2: Because okay. like this song, as soon as he starts singing, I'm like... Eh,
0: uh, that's when it's eh. for people who listen to Hardcore at the Sound at the time. When that kicks
1: in, you're like, huh? Yeah. Because... <laughs> it's like when people started doing short solos in hardcore yes, songs. and you're exactly. You're like... Nobody see, said see, we could do fucking <laughs> solos. We could
2: have been doing this the whole time. I get it. It's, it's something yeah. different.
1: Right? Yeah.
2: It's something like, hey, you guys can do that too. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like with this type of genre, I'm going the Killing the Dream way where it's just that last song where it's just da, 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 with the snare. I want that and I just want the screaming the whole time and versus uh, okay. him starting to sing. I was like, I yeah. get it. It's different but I'm not feeling it. All right.
1: I get yeah. where you're coming
0: from. It does make sense. It does sound silly to say that blacklisted is not for anyone, everyone. Like it's, it sounds silly for me to say that, but I get it.
2: I love the first part. Yeah. The first part was like, yes. Yeah. Oh, he's the guy that's on that defeater song. Damn it. <laughs> he's on that song. Yeah. He's on the church. Uh, yes.
0: Shit. Oh yeah, he is now. I
2: think, and I it, stop yeah. and I'm like, that's the song that I don't like. And I was like, that's the same voice. And I had to look it up this morning, and I'm like, that is the same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: I love it when bands do that. Uh, yeah. Like, there's the Killing a Dream song. Maybe it's just his Rune tone. Maybe it's his. It. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love Runer. Yeah, because he's a ginger and you're a ginger. <laughs> is he a ginger? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Devin <laughs> G- just turned all red. <laughs> All right so you so you so you weren't taking your clothes off
2: No no I wasn't I was putting them <laughs> back on and I was like this could be well, a bad Oh your clothes decision. are already yeah. off But did All you right. love the riff Oh, it was it, the music was fantastic. Oh, okay. I, I like that. <laughs> then the uh, dun, dun, yeah, that dun, was dun, cool. Dun, dun, dun. And then he started singing. I'm like, dun, oh, dun, damn it, dun. I'm gonna zip dun, it back dun. up. <laughs> 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 yeah. Besides, if he would have just done the same thing throughout the whole song without him singing, it would have been a fantastic song.
0: Yeah. Damn. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I, I like this perspective because, like, again hardcore for the people that were in it, it's like all of this tracks. But for people who are outside, it's like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm in the bubble right now. You know, like, I, I get what you're saying, though, because when you come off of Killing the Dream and you hear this, it's like maybe, like, if you connected with Killing the Dream, maybe you want to hear more of that. Like, if this was autoplay for me on Spotify, and if it was a different genre of music, and they played something that was like, this is kind of like the song you listened to before, but it's like it has techno drums in it yeah i would be like (laughs) oh i don't fucking like techno drums and that's not what i'm here for yeah so i get it well it's so strange with hardcore too because like
0: uh in spotify when i play this mix and then it'll jump into just like playing another song from the genre yeah it was consistently jumping into bane
1: which, like, oh.
0: I don't mind Bane, but, like, I'm not, like, a Bane enthusiast. Yeah. Which, like, you might hate Bane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you hate Bane. Because do you like, like, talk poetry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: straight edge hardcore. Yeah. RJ's <laughs> went into Cold World. Oh, nice. Love Cold World. No, but it's I, but the one that it went no. into was the hip-hop beat no. that oh, starts yeah, off yeah, the song. Yeah. I heard the, the
2: turntable, like, I'm like, next.
1: Yeah. That's
2: funny. Then it was like but touche, and I'm like, all it's right. It's weird because it you.
1: is a totally different style of hardcore, but I'm totally. glad that it went to that afterwards because it's like, oh,
2: yeah. I literally walked through the house today, and I'm like, Devin, what is this turntable bullshit uh, yeah. and biscuit? I
0: wonder. I would be interested. If you have some free time, RJ, I would be curious if you can get back to me if you like Versus album Aggression mm-hmm. because the dude from Verse he kind of talks like yell sings. I don't know how to explain. I his would voice call him well. like
1: the Zach De La Roca of yeah, the hardcore world, right? But very interesting, yeah. well,
0: like kind of prolific for the not, see, I want to say prolific for the time, but he was expanding yeah. on social ideas more than anyone else. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: See yeah. the the biggest thing is I think we go from two to three, and two I'm kind of falling with that, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I like that style. Versus this, if you give me the whole see, that's blacklisted why I always throw album, in the palate cleanser. Yeah. Yes, I no, always throw in. The gotta palette. take off the Pla- three, yeah. just like Daniel Cormier placement. <laughs> 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 this okay. works like as number three. Yeah, this okay. Works. You
0: like it as number three? Okay,
2: okay. I have no issues because I was like, I get it. It's it's there. I'd hate his voice, but besides that, it, it works in the place of it. Um. Did you just want to punch things listening to it? Oh, yeah! The whole track, the whole mixtape. I wanted to punch
1: stuff. I think you came out to the garage the other night. <laughs> oh, my, uh, yeah. It was yeah, like Wednesday night, <laughs> maybe Thursday. I don't know. Some night.
2: I'm like back fist, back fist that bitch. Yeah, I, like I was just
1: playing it. I listened to it. I so I think five times, but I'm pretty sure it was more like eight times. Yeah. I was out in the garage. Just it was playing on a loop, and I was like
2: fucking punching shit, kicking shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. It just kept me going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I fucked up some some uh, tomatoes. Yeah? yeah? I was cutting them. I'm like, ting, 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 ting. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Just
0: punching tomatoes.
1: <laughs> That's so much fun to do, too. Did you ever, like, <laughs> I went to a fast food restaurant with one of my friends once, with uh, Brent. And he ordered his food, and he was super happy, and he was so hungry to eat it. And he got his food first, and we're sitting down at the table. It was like a McChicken <laughs> or something. And I just, like... It's like, oh, so hungry. And I just look at his burger and I just smash <laughs> the burger right in front of him. Yeah. And he was so mad. <laughs> but it awesome. made me so happy.
0: There's the Impractical Jokers episode where they're working at Blimpy and so they're making sandwiches. Yeah. And the what they what they had to do was as they're making the guy's sandwich, Every time they put a topping on it, they have to punch the sandwich.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. In front
0: of the customer.
1: And it's so funny because, like, every time they put something on it, they just punch the shit out of the sandwich. (laughs) I love doing shit like that. Like, when everybody's standing around drinking, you can do this thing with the beer where you, like, Tap your beer on the top of their bottle, mm. and it makes all of the beer foam up and mm. like fall out of their bottle, <laughs> and it's just so annoying. Yeah. Sometimes it breaks the bottom off of the bottle, and then you get broken glass. And it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> but just find somebody like that you're drinking with, and just keep doing that to them right. until they get. So you know what
2: you do? Stuff. You knock the beer out of their hands and be like, now you have to get two more beers. Yeah, I like
1: just swatting
2: shit <laughs>
0: out of people's hands sometimes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so moving on for track number three, we got track number four. Um, we've got Day 26, Angels Anonymous in Transit by the band Trap Them off of the album Seizures and Barren Praise. Is it Angels or is it Angles? Because they oh.
1: spelled it Angles, but it should be Angels. Yes, it is Angles.
0: Sorry. But yeah. it
1: should be Angels. It should be Angels,
0: but it is Angles, Anonymous and tra- Transit. Okay. I thought Spotify got it wrong. No, I think it... Seattle,
2: fucking. I looked up lyrics and they say both. I've seen angels. and they really? said Angles, but I think yeah, it's I think it's
0: Yeah, I think it's Angles. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so Trap Them. Trap Them. They're referred to as an American grindcore band. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Based in Boston, Massachusetts and what? Seattle, Washington. Oh! So they're a mixture of... Botch and Curl Up and Die. Both sides. Mm-hmm. Trap Them's influences include hardcore punk bands such as Black Flag, Born Against, and one of my personal favorites, Tragedy. Oh. Uh, And also metal bands like Dismember and Entombed. Yeah. Um, And experimental bands. Like, I forgot about this band and it made me re-listen to them because I have some of their stuff. Do you remember Swans.
1: Oh, I fucking love
0: Swans. Yeah, I've totally forgot about them. And I read okay. that and I was just like, <gasps> oh, I
1: remember okay. Swans. <laughs> so I'm so glad you said that because I was going to put one of their songs, Poussant oh, nice. L'Ouverture, <laughs> on one of my mixes. But it's very experimental. Yeah, like they're, they've come out with five or six albums in the past 10 years, I think. Oh, okay. That are so good. Yeah.
0: I just remember them for the time and listening to them being like, I don't know what's happening.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's my kind of music, though. Like 14-minute songs of just somebody hitting a bell with the guitar (laughs) in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Give me more.
0: More cowbell. Um, So Trap Them began as a side project of Ryan McKinney, former vocalist of Backstabbers, and Brian uh, Lizzie or Izzy. Um, in 2001, while well, Izzy or Lizzie, I don't know, was beginning his stint as a second guitarist for Backstabbers, the two met while working together in Newberry Comics in Salem, New Hampshire, um, and immediately became close friends. Uh, Seizures and Barren Praise is the second full length album by the <laughs> extreme metal band <laughs> Trap Them. <laughs> That's funny. It was released in Six. 2008 uh it continues the days in a now non-linear fashion starting from day 19 after day 18 enders from the trap them extreme noise terror split so it there's a split record that they have in between with terror yes
3: hmm. <laughs> gross uh, uh
0: in the fictional area area of barren praise so yeah. Trap them is one of those bands that until this album came out, their first one came out, and I heard it, and I was like, I don't care, it's too metal for me. Sales like, Prime, yeah, like, that
1: was my shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a certain tolerance yeah. for metal, RJ. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like between the Barry to Meet Alaska, Woo. that's my tolerance for metal.
1: That's a pretty high tolerance. I don't
0: know about that. Okay, got, well, no, you're right. That's a pretty good mix. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cursed. Pushes that tolerance for me from metal. Okay, okay. Most of Converge pushes my tolerance for metal. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very specific tolerance for metal. You ever get into Iron Maiden? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, '80s stuff. I don't mind. '80s but stuff is different. Yeah, yeah, it's when you start. It's, it's the squealing with the riffs. With old Man Gloom. Yes. <laughs> the... Death Heaven. Still very specific. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even Oathbreaker, it's like, I don't
1: know if they're considered a metal band. I would probably put them mm. around there. I I would say they're just a hardcore band that has really long songs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it is yeah. metal ish. Metal-ish. Yeah. yeah. I just have a certain tolerance for it. And Trap
0: Them with this album, I don't know what happened differently with mm-hmm. them, but this album is all within my tolerance. Like, yeah. I like this whole album. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, RJ, have you heard of Trap Them before? I have not heard of them. What did oh, you think of Trap
2: Them? I enjoyed it. Hmm, interesting. interesting. I feel like, it, as I said, it was more of the upbeat kind of. Just fast. It's fast. It yeah. just
1: goes. Yeah. Just goes. You know, you asked me this question about jazz songs too, and you oh, came with yes. me. You came to me with a very specific. I was like, jazz I don't request. want this.
2: I want that. I, like, want it to go I want fast. like a
1: jazz that goes like, <laughs> like I want the drum. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I know what you mean, but like, I can't give you one artist that does that consistently. I want to be like Ricky know?
2: Bobby. I just want to go fast. I just want to go fast.
1: <laughs> um, that first you last. <laughs>
0: That's one of the reasons why I chose Trap Them for this. Mm-hmm. One, I like the album, it came out in 2008, but like Trap Them, they bring in, they call it grindcore, but they bring in the metal aspect that is infused into hardcore. And I would consider them a hardcore band. I don't know what other people consider them, uh, but they bring like, in yeah. that like little bit of metal that they throw in there. Yeah. Like, they expand the genre just a little bit
1: more. Yeah. When Seance Prime came out, I remember this is what Chris Allen and I connect. Connected on no, Seance no. Prime and an album by Pulling Teeth. Which oh is yeah, still one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, well, when we would used to drive to band practice together, like I didn't know him at all. Yeah, like, we barely hung out. Like I was halfway in the band and halfway yeah. out, and like we would drive to band practice and be like, "Is this fucking trap them? <laughs> fucking love trap them?" And we would just <laughs> drive down the freeway, just yeah, <laughs> listen to Trap Them and Pulling Teeth, but. It was a very specific style that, like in that example, I wasn't expecting him to like it. Yeah, because it is metal, exactly. Um, so I was wondering how they were received in the hardcore scene. Like,
0: I think they're similar to Ceremony, right? Yeah, they're like punk guys like them, hardcore guys like them. Their yeah, Ceremony. I think Trap Them is one of the few bands that's like hardcore kids like
1: them, metal kids like them. There's Trap Them. Yeah, similar, similar more, to Converge. A lot more denim vests and long hair at the shows. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: They wear denim. Yeah, denim vests, bro. Fucking yes. <laughs> backpatches. <laughs> denim backpacks? <laughs> no, damn. Back patches. <laughs> denim backpacks.
1: Jordache jeans.
0: <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was a... It, I had a different song on the album originally from Trap Them in this slot. But I felt like this song was like a really good placement of going from like, this is where we're going, into track five. Because I couldn't put, I didn't feel comfortable putting a slower song before track five, if that makes sense. This needed to be there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Going into track five. The, the order of the songs, one needs to be at one, five needs to be at five. The other three, I feel like could have been in any order, yeah. for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, it might I think, be
1: different for you. Yeah, trap them could have been the palate
0: cleanser at number three. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know if Killing Dream could have been, but Killing Dream could have been number four
1: going into five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the song. I love Trap Them. I like a lot of the stuff they've done, and they've made a subtle change over the years too. Yeah, that's been really interesting. Uh, but they still stay real true to the metal, like the metal side of it. I guess grindcore. In th- I don't even know what that means. <sighs> yeah, because <laughs> you have like curl up and die, which is yeah. you might be like that's like hardcore metal. Yeah, and then you have anal cunt. Yeah, <laughs> which is very very different. Yeah, right. like that's technical grindcore. Maybe they just call that grind. Yeah. You know.
0: There's so many sub genres. Like came out with the genre of noise. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. What?
1: Yeah, noise.
0: You the know? Blood Brothers. They're, they're the Blood Brothers. They're not noise. <laughs> they're noise rock, <laughs> not just noise. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, RJ, my question going into track number five. Yes. Out of the four bands that you've heard so far, which one made you want to listen to them more the most? Out of the four,
2: out of the four, uh, okay, out of the ones that we've listened to, okay, yes. I'm going to say "Killing the Dream."
0: Ah, interesting. So that, I was, think the that one was that was that my favorite your interest one. the most, to where I was like, okay, I think I want to listen to more "Killing the Dream." Yes, interesting. Mm. I would say that they, out of the first four bands, are the most accessible. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Most accessible hardcore band to get into.
2: Because I liked it. I mean, I like the intro. I like the outro. It, it's just everything, it's there. Mm-hmm. Versus all the other songs, I'm like, I like that part. I don't like that part.
1: I think this genre has drawn me in so much that it's hard for me to answer that question. Yeah. All right.
2: Just going back. Trap Them, I would say, was my second favorite. No, oh. So okay. it, it's there with that Killing the sense. Dream, but I think I like Killing the Dream.
1: Ceremony though. being your third favorite, Blacklist being your least favorite? Yes.
2: Okay. I'm gonna play you man. some. Have you heard Gallows? <laughs> I, I've heard the name. Dude, fucking Gallows. <laughs> they, I feel like we would have been in your like Toyota and be like, you don't know Gallows, bro? Check this out. I'd be like, it sounds loud. <laughs> Gallows bro. is so interesting. <laughs> they,
1: they have so, like they have one good album. Pretty much just one good album. <laughs> That is so good from front to back. Like, you need to listen to it all the way through. And one of the songs is like a, I don't know, like an Americana, like, country song put into hardcore format. Yeah. So good. And, and then it, it goes into the heaviest shit you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: So ending my mix, I ended it with a band that I'm most curious To hear your thoughts on RJ. Yeah. Okay. Cause this is the album and the band became like, for me, it was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore. Like, okay. So track number five is the bottomless hole by the band lifelong tragedy off of the album runaways. Interesting enough. I ended the mix with a song, but it is track number eight on the album.
2: Number eight, and
0: comes in at three minutes and one seconds.
2: What what? uh, How many tracks are on the album? Uh, I want to say maybe twelve. Okay, so it's not like the ending track. Okay,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, So there's not a whole lot of information out there about lifelong tragedy. They don't have a Wikipedia page, um, unfortunately. Uh, But I was able to just scoop up some basic information off of them. So. Uh, Let's see. Lifelong Tragedy are one of the best California hardcore bands out there. Uh, They were, I guess. Uh, Their approach is both musically melodic and brutal, fusing the heart of their influences, Unbroken, Modern Life is War, etc., and the rage of contemporary hardcore like Terror and Integrity. All of it's uniquely driven by their own passionate lyrical writings. Uh, Formed in 2001, Lifelong Tragedy, uh, they kinda of take a, a different course. Uh this was their first band formed by founding member Scott Phillips and guitarist RJ Phillips and drummer Jason Woolley. Uh they were only fourteen to sixteen years old when they started Life on Tragedy. Damn. Okay. Um less than six months later, guitarist Jerry Galagos and bassist Cody Sullivan rounded out the lineup uh, and they were unchanged in 2005 when they released their debut album, Destined for Anything, um, on this blessing, this curse. Uh, soon after, the band toured the U.S. and Europe before finding their home with Deathwish. Um, so in between Destined for Anything and Runaways, they come out with a 7-inch that I have. That's one of my favorite 7-inches. It's Them and Final Fight. Final Fight, if I remember right, is like a Vegas hardcore band. But yeah. they have like a song on the Seven Inch that's like I don't like Final Fight except for this song. Mm. Uh, but so they released a seven inch and they also release a different song on the Seven Inch that they would later re-release a new version on Runaways. So I didn't choose that song, even though for the probably most of the people during that time sweet innocence is the song that most people might be like that's the best lifelong tragedy song um, it was a song that they made for the 7 inch it has a very specific i remember first hearing it live and i was like god oh, that song's so sick and then it came out on the 7 inch i was like fuck this song's cool and then they re-record that song for runaways and they change it just a little bit they and it's like it. yeah they tweaked it because it runaways as an album has such a specific sound and it's the whole album. Um, I don't know what happened with lifelong tragedy because when you listen to destined for anything and runaways, it's two completely different bands. It's like going from, it's like going from ceremony to ceremony now, but in the span of a couple of years. Like, not a very. It's like 2005 Montana to Miley Cyrus. Yes, exactly. It's like when Runaways came out, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So, over a year in the making, Runaways captures the raw beauty that weeps from the core of lifelong tragedy. Songs like The Bottomless Hole and Hate Death showcase their bold growth, finding confidence at slower tempos and more open songwriting than their contemporaries, while youth and ignoring lessons race forth. Uh, with the rabbit rebellious energy that Lifelong Tragedy had previously been known for, all of this is complemented by some of the most heart-wrenching lyrics, crude melodies, and r- recent memory. Altogether, these qualities make up Runaways. So I would say that Runaways, as an album, and they say they, this article said it there very specifically, the only other band that's in the hardcore scene that you might compare to them is only Modern Life as War's Witness. It's yeah. not their other album. It's not My Love My Way, but it's Witness. Witness, yeah. And they're on two different sides of the coast. Modern Life as War, I believe, is a Death Wish band. That might yeah. be a Bridge yeah. Nine. Their Death, uh, Death Wish. Death Wish. Death Wish. And two different sides of the coast, but for some reason they both came out with these albums around. I think Witness might be 07, might be the year previous. Um, but yeah, when Lifelong came out with this. Album, it was like, what the fuck, and then Lifelong breaks up in 2008. That I remember going to their last show. Um, it's they were they came out with one of the greatest albums I've ever heard, one of the best like hardcore albums, something that defined the genre at what I consider the peak of the genre, and I don't know why they just stopped. Huh, uh, Lifelong, they are a Bay Area band, um, so. Uh so RJ yes
2: what are your thoughts towards this song I I like it as an outro track mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic I initially hearing it I've listened to it a couple times I have the guitar riff in my head I hear that dun, 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 I, I kind of got mad at it mind you <laughs> And all I, <laughs> I, picture in my head is like some like Aussie a jealousy, Aussie Osborne, like Black Sabbath kind of like. And I was yeah. just like, all right, I feel that, but it's like I don't. And then we hit the chorus, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they said in the chorus, I forgot what they, they were singing.
1: Because the intro is about half of the song, yes, like yes, ceremony.
2: It's yes. similar. No. So you're talking about like,
1: the guitar rich in the riff in the intro?
2: Yes. Uh, no, okay. no, no, no. When he's singing,
1: yeah, okay, or screaming.
2: But then. Then he goes in that, and I kind of got tired of it, but then it hit the part where he, I guess the chorus, maybe, mm-hmm. and then it goes back into that that the riff again,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and as soon as it hits that, I'm like, fuck yeah, we're back again, yeah. and, I rem- <laughs> and I remember saying that, and I'm like, I, I hated it in the beginning, no. but now I'm just like, it's back. <laughs> and I was happy and I'm like, all right, maybe I don't hate it as much as I do. I feel it, I understand it. This is a cool outro.
1: Yeah. That's how I feel about War Pigs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> I'm like the idea of it. Right. Like, yeah. And then it comes on and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, listen, uh, listen to this. It it's fucking sick. Like oh so good. That cool. yeah, yeah. Al album is very good. Paranoid? Yeah. Or paranoia? Yeah. Paranoid. Yeah. Just one more. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's the only one I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah. I try to listen to Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. Oh. No, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was curious how you would feel about this song because I I knew that this
0: was going to be the weirdest. I like I, at first glance, it might be like, oh, ceremony might be the weirdest thing. But like, lifelong, I feel like, unless you really were like in it, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it pushed me away a little yeah. bit. I'm going to be honest.
1: I thought that this would be the closest to defeater for anything on the uh, Oh, on the mix, interesting. Which yes. is why I thought you might be interested in this. Mm-hmm.
2: It was a guitar riff. It, it was like, okay. I like it, but then it came back, and I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. But the first part. I wish they changed it. I wish wish they brought something else first, then did the, the guitar riff on the second verse. So this song, Or something else different.
1: Okay. So, Lifelong Tragedy. Yeah. I did not listen to them yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, I heard... Like, Dustin would play them every once in a while. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't like them. It's mm-hmm. just I never got into them. Yeah. And this is like a vague enough song that it makes me want to hear this whole album. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love this song. Yes. And I love, like, there's a little bit of mystery to it. Mm-hmm. And a oh, little yeah. bit that draws me in. It's like... Tell me a story. Yeah. It's like seeing <laughs> the first episode of, like, The X-Files. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's something more to this. Yeah. Like, I want to keep on watching. Like, I want to listen to this album and see... I It's something, like it's weird that it happened so long ago and I never listened to it and I feel like I'm going to be real happy with it, but I haven't listened to it yet. I think you are. Yeah. Because honestly it's when this album came out,
0: I feel like everyone that was in a band were like, like you had said before, like, Oh, we're allowed to do this. Like we're allowed to have weird opening slow rock riffs. That's just like (laughs) riffing. as like the beginning of a song, it's like, what? So I
1: loved modern life is war's witness. Yeah. Yeah. And, I remember saying that out loud once, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Fuck you, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I love not, my ways." Yeah, yeah, they're like, "I love my ways." The, like Dead Ramones, fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, like there's no song on the. I was like, "No, that I loved Witness." Yeah, like it was great. It's a better album. Yeah, I'll fight anyone on that. Yeah, yeah. So I am a fan of that style. Like I like both of them as Mar- Modern Life is War, but kind of lean towards witness still yeah um this one seems to be similar to that style but it, it, like unique in its own yeah so i'm i'm excited to listen to it I st- i've put off listening to it uh, oh, nice. now so yeah
0: the how the album as a whole has an overall sound of how it was recorded that i can't tell you what they did it's like almost like when If you're really into recording and like understanding the sound, it's like when you like hear like an older tube amp, right? Yeah. It's like something like an older tube head, like it's making like a warmer, older though, like crusty sound that's in there. That's like in this album. So I don't know what they used, what amplifiers, what heads, what guitars they used to record it, but it sounds older,
1: they could have done it on eight inch tape and yeah. done it live, Maybe, which a know. lot of bands were doing at this time. Yeah, and I know I've heard a lot from Dustin about this band in particular, and for some reason still was like, "Yeah, whatever." I <laughs> what. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's told me about, a lot about like the recording of these bands, and I know a lot of them record live and changes the entire sound. Yeah, you know, instead of recording like the guitar track and you know a scratch track of the drums. And then going back and like refining everything. It's like they play it live as a band and take the best take of that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I love albums that come out like that. The yeah. Chariot did that. Which oh, was yeah. Sick. Right. Yeah.
0: So RJ did Lifelong Tragedy. Did, did the bottomless hole make you want to find out what's at the bottom of that hole? Did you,
1: were you rock hard or semi soft? <laughs>
2: I want to play with the hole a little bit. Okay. Oh, okay. You want to I'm finger that hole. Want to Dust the rim. <laughs> maybe just like <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You want <a> motorboat? <laughs> you just want to motorboat the rim? <laughs> okay. I'm intrigued though. I, I besides like this isn't my least favorite track, mm-hmm. but it, it's just because of the riff. But I, you know, I see potential in besides if you take the riff out. I'm like, all right. I I see them as a band. Yeah. I want to see what else they can do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Again, it's interesting if you listen to the album. This is track eight, mm-hmm. so this is near the middle end of the album. It's not the yeah. end of the album. It's not the beginning of the album. It's just randomly kind of put in there to where it's just like I'm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it might
2: be like like what their other stuff do. Are they heavy on like riffs?
0: I would say that this song, the pieces of it, is in almost every song that is on the album. Because sometimes so, if you take this song and you like move around the pieces of what's happening it's that's they're like that's all the songs, if that makes sense,
2: okay, because uh, there there are okay. some bands where you'll have like it's very uh, defeater
1: like yeah,
2: yeah, but you'll you'll have stuff, and then like number like song eight, you'll have the heavy on a certain riff, and you're like, all right, this fits in the middle of the album. And I like that, because it's different. It kind of brings you in, sucks you in. Yeah, Yeah. And I was like, I like that. I I don't know if... I gotta listen to them. I'm curious. Yeah, this
0: intro, this song, guitar riff intro, does like... Bring in the ambiance of the album, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
2: Especially, like, not even half, more than halfway into the album, you're like, hey, we're doing this. Yeah.
0: And what's crazy, it's a three-minute song. And you're like, this is a long-ass hardcore <laughs> <Yeah>. song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, I, it's only three minutes. I had to check the time. And I was like,
1: <laughs> this got to be, like, ten minutes. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Overall, the... Uh, Length of the mix, 14 minutes. (laughs) I think it's our shortest one yet. Yeah. With two of the longest hardcore songs (laughs) ever written. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty stoked on that. I'm pretty sure you could easily pull off like an eight-minute version of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easy. Yeah. There's some sub-one-minute songs that like I would include
0: on a mix. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to have to do next time to be able to figure out. Because there's so many bands. Like I love Have Heart. I love... Verse. I really wanted the Hope Conspiracy on this, but Death Knows Your Name came out in 2007. Like I love the Hope Conspiracy. Uh, there's fucking Doom Riders. There's yeah, like there's, Doom Riders. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're another one that did that. Like they really brought the riffs, the oh, heavy yeah. riffs into there. Yeah, like not from like traditional metal, but from like Black Sabbath era metal. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's so many great bands. I yeah, I would be. I don't even know if you would like integrity. Integrity is like you'd like some integrity. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I love integrity. That's Uh, another one that kind of changed too. Yeah, oh yeah, Yeah. because they've been around
1: for like uh, since the late eighties. Yeah, yeah. -hmm. Damn. Yeah, oh, yeah, they had straight-up hardcore, and then they had, like... They <laughs> they're kind of bridged the gap, oh, you yeah. know, from late they're, 80s to, like, this two thousand stuff. Yeah. They were kind of doing this in the 90s. Yeah, them and Converge, it's really... Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean,
0: American Nightmare kind of precedes a lot of these bands, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: I don't know how I'm going to make a hardcore mix next time, but I'll get it done.
1: <sighs> oh, so. yeah. I'm trying to think <laughs> of another theme that you could
0: do, yeah. but, like... There's so much other hardcore that you can explore too. I know, yeah. That's what's so interesting. Like, cause I love I know some people in hardcore can give a fuck about straight edge hardcore. But I
1: love a good Ooh, straight edge song. I love me some posse core. <laughs> like I love that style and like even like where do you classify shook ones? Oh, uh that's a good question. You know? Because we've talked about that, like <sighs> we've talked about rancid yeah. and their Baselines, you yeah. know, that style that you don't appreciate. But how do you feel about Shook Ones?
0: Shook Ones brings in... I don't mind them. They bring that's in that, like, favorite gutter rock. I don't even know if that's yeah. the that word
1: for it, but yeah. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Kid Dynamite. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Kid Dynamite yeah. and Shook Ones are very similar. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I know.
0: Every... You know? Anyone who listens to hardcore happens to listen to this is gonna be mad because no one said gorilla biscuits and I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, so don't say gorilla biscuits. Edit that out. They and don't champion, need to be talked I about. Say gorilla biscuits and
1: champion. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you have to talk about? Champion.
2: <laughs> what about a Limp biscuit? I, hey, you, might, a limp biscuit? Yeah,
1: you might. hate gorilla biscuits. <laughs>
0: like you have them. to be so
1: specific in hardcore to be like no okay, gorilla biscuits are fine. They're yeah. they're fine. I don't have anything against them, but I have stuff against the amount of love that is put towards them as them being like fucking revolutionary for some reason. It's like, no, they're not. It was a collective of all these hardcore bands that (laughs) added something to it. Even the band X going into the 90s added so much to this. It's like everybody had a part. Gorilla Biscuits is just a part of that part. They're no more important than Minor Threat or Bad Brains. So it's
2: a collective. Yeah. I'm still picturing a limp biscuit. <laughs> Fred Durst does gotta, not play into this. No, 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 biscuit, no. You gotta. Do you know what a limp it. biscuit is?
1: Oh, you mean the jizz biscuit? Yeah.
2: So I yeah. picture all these hardcore bands are all, like we also can known be as, one.
1: Also known as an Ookie Kookie. No, no, no hold
2: up.
0: no a gorilla biscuit. It's very synonymous with an ape, if I remember correctly, or ape. Yeah. Just a gorilla, I guess. Not, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So uh these are all songs that i love like i said uh, yeah. these would song th- if someone asked me what type of music i would li- i like i would probably give them something similar to this i could probably make lots of different versions of this but i feel like this is for 2008 for some reason hardcore all kind of made everyone was kind of peaking in their instrumentation and in the albums that they were making um because you fail me i think it's oh seven so it's like yeah. Just everything was happening in music for Deathwish and Bridge 9, kind of all at the same
2: time. Oh five to oh eight, Yeah. Yeah. I probably fell asleep to a lot of this. Probably. It's a great, low by music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right.
1: What'd you, what's your guys' ratings? I'm not even going to break it down. 4.69. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, uh, That's what I'm were, talking about. Like, these were four <laughs> songs that I had heard before and loved. And then one song that I hadn't heard before. And I think I gave it the same rating as the Trap Them song. Mm-hmm. The So I gave Lifelong Tragedy the same rating as a Trap A band Them. that you like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if I had listened to Lifelong Tragedy more, that might influence the score up a little bit more. Yeah. Or less. I don't know. <laughs> Who no. knows? But I think you'll like that. I think I'll like it. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. they are so different, especially when it's like... They came out with this amazing runaways album and then they just like end yeah. it.
1: Like, yeah. I mean Killing the Dream too. Like I don't understand why they But at ended. least they had In Place Apart, Fracture, yeah, Lucky Me. True. You know. They had some back catalog that was good. Yeah. But yeah, 4.69. Um you know, everything fit the theme. Uh the song placement I thought was great. Like I said before, one one and five had to be there. Yeah. And two, three, and four. Could have been really in any order for me. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't really an issue or anything. So, like, top points on all that. It was really just my likability for each of the songs. I like Ceremony the best. Mm-hmm. I liked. Um, Interesting. I like Killing the Dream the least, interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, Again, they're like the most approachable yeah. band on this. So it's like, yeah. and, even then the score that I gave them was like point nine out of one. Yeah. So it's like I didn't really not like them. Right. It's just Yeah. It's cool. Kind of yeah.
3: Yeah. All
0: right, Mr. Green Tank. You're the you're <laughs> you're the one. When I when I set this mix girl. up before, I said someone would be rock hard and someone I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't even know where you stand with like most of this music. Like do you yeah. do you ever like sit down and you're like, you know what? I really need some hardcore in my life.
1: Uh, before we start this, I will say RJ is a man with without a country in this sense. <laughs> like he's, he has no allegiance. I'm American.
2: Okay. <laughs> you Filipino. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: he, he has no allegiance to a certain style of music, which I think like... Allegiance? Know- Another band. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alcatraz. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've fallen into it before and been like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hardcore kid. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a ska guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he doesn't do that. He'll take it by like almost song by song, like not yeah. necessarily artist That's by cool. artist. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when you were asking me about jazz and at one time asking me about like hardcore albums, I was confused because I was like, you don't do that. You listen to what co- you're like a music spider. It's like you come. You listen to what comes into your web. And if it doesn't fall into your web, you're like, it goes on no, okay. through. So it's like just, a lazy spider. It goes away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very lazy spider. It's got to be, it's a very small web. <laughs> all
2: right, all right. It's got to so, be
1: on that web. If it's so, like, a little bit off of the web, he's like, that can go away. It's too far. So get it I'd
2: be the lazy spider that doesn't catch much but I doordash a lot of things.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Somebody has to bring it to <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and you fall asleep. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you find music, but you find music based on stuff that you really like. Yeah. So it's like the stuff you find is like female singer-songwriters, sometimes electronic, sometimes acoustic. Blink-22, see what brings me that way. Not even that really, because it's not like you listen to like, you're not super into pop punk.
2: There are some bands, I'm not, I mean. Yeah, like, but you don't know 10, much about pop
1: punk, you know, yeah. like you you Nowadays. know the specific ones. So it's interesting to hear your point of view on all of this, Like, st- like you can pick and choose from each style. Which is interesting because for me, when I find a style, I'm like, ooh, I got to go all in on that. Yeah. You know? Because that was the
0: interesting thing about Devin is because, Devin, you had, like, the group of friends that were not hardcore. Yeah. And you were also friends with hardcore people yeah you know what i'm saying and so like i remember rj was always a part of like the kyle's and the 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 other group that you would hang out with yeah where like most everyone dustin adrian sean like all 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 the other people were
1: like well mostly just hang out with like hardcore kids yeah that's, (laughs) that's what i was saying like i was like when we were playing music together, it's like I was in the band, but yeah. I was like kind of just there because you need somebody to play this 4 string right. instrument, you, you know? know? I don't even know like, what happened to Andy at the time. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would Him just show up and I would like play the shows and I'd listen to the music. Yeah. Like I I liked the music, but yeah. at the same time I was playing in this other band when we were listening to like Incubus and As Tall yeah. As Lions, <laughs> you know? Super different stuff. Yeah. So I was all over I was, my favorite album at the time might have been Nora Jones. <laughs> even more confusing. Ugh. all right RJ
2: for the man with no home. <laughs> so overall uh the hardcore scene Nothing Against it's something that I could push play and just I have no preference. Uh the this mix in general I enjoyed it. I, I, I had fun with it. Uh, I, I like the type of music. I, I have nothing against it. Uh, I, I mean, like there are similar type of genres that you will, such as like Touche Amore or Te Feeder, that are in that realm of the hardcore music. Yeah. And they are a little different from what you put on this mix, but for the most part, I could still listen to that. Killing mm-hmm. the Dream is probably one of my... It is my favorite one on this mix. Mm-hmm. My least favorite... I would say is the blacklisted. Yeah.
3: So you just settle, Joe.
2: Then I would Someone. go. <laughs> I'd go to the butthole, whatever the bottomless hole. <laughs> the <ball>? Butthole <laughs> surfers. Wait, like wait, wait. That. What? <laughs> uh, but uh, for the most part, I, I, I didn't hate the mix. There's some songs that we've had on previous ones where I'm <laughs> like, I compliment. did not like <laughs> I think that. It's,
0: it's, it helps that it's short. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, if this was five jazz
2: songs, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I, I did not mind the length at all. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I
1: could have used the 10 song personally for my purposes, though. You know, just working out to this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but it's still, I, I gave it a very strong ranking because it's not one of those, it's like, you know, fit the title. Minus some of them, you know, re- remastered. Some of them not <laughs> yeah. Death Wish. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it all <laughs> counts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there there are still there for the ranking. Uh, the placement had no issue with. I enjoyed the the setting of it. Then it goes back onto the did I like the songs? Did I not like the mm-hmm. songs? Um, I gave it a, a strong. Three point nine eight. Oh, Ooh. I wasn't expecting almost a four out of you. Oh, no, yeah. because like I said, <laughs> I, I enjoy this type of music. It's not yeah, something okay. that I, I I caught some of it in my spider web. You're uh, right. Yeah. 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 Because
0: I can. I mean, Devin could too. Like you could make a playlist. Because I didn't make this for RJ. Like mm-hmm. I just made this because this is just songs that I like. Found a thing for him, but I feel like. I could probably put together after this conversation, put together a hardcore mix that you would like. Yeah, I could also put together one
1: that you would not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that I would equally yeah. like. The interesting thing is, if you gave me the parameters of, to make a five-song mixtape between 2005 and 2008 of just Deathwish bands, oh yeah, I would be. I think I would have a completely different list, but something that you would like also. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Okay, with this in general, as you said. It's kind of you taking a different viewpoint on it because you've listened to the whole album. Defeater. Yeah. I've listened to the whole albums. There are slower ones, yeah, and there's faster ones. I like them all, minus you know one with the George on it, <laughs> um, and "Letters Home." But I like them as a whole because it tells the story. It has you know it has their ups, it has their downs, and I appreciate that. Versus, there's some songs where it is faster, if you will. Where it's a faster tempo, more snare hits, whatever. And I do like those, but I like that as a whole because I've heard the whole album. Maybe I just need to give a chance to all of these albums.
1: I think we need to listen to Violence, Violence, and we need to stand in the garage and hit the punching bag.
2: Or we just listen to Violet Femmes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love Violet Femmes,
1: but we're not boxing to that. Uh,
0: That Converge album is petitioning the empty sky yes yes they released
1: it as a double album with when forever comes crashing i think that is fantastic
0: but no one ever talks about that because it's like in between jane doe and you fail me
1: yeah well i don't listen to that one but i listen i love forever comes crashing Mm -hmm. that's my favorite converge album oh Interesting. Interesting. well no it is my favorite converge album is originally my favorite and I will say, I'm going to separate everything after You Fail Me from everything before it mm-hmm. and judge that differently because they came yeah. out with, uh, fucking, what is it called? Uh, the one with all the, the moons on it. All You Love You Leave Behind mm. with Dark Horse. I, oh, I yeah. love that album, but yeah. it's so different. Right. And I don't want to call that Converge. No. Uh, they came out with another one somewhere in that timeline that is so different. But so good. Like but I completely separate it from that old stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, Petitioning the empty sky right. was yeah, it was one. a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um all right. So I this this was just a nice, easy listening. I hope you guys were yeah. the last week. You're just like smooth smooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some were I felt like taking my clothes off more than you. No, I took my clothes off in the beginning. <laughs> matter I, of when, when I start touching <laughs> myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, 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 I really like this mix. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Devin. Yes. What do you have for us this next week? Do you
1: have something as easy listening as this? All right. I have something. <laughs> I had a few playlists in mind for this. I had uh, things that I've made for like months now. Mm-hmm. That I've been like waiting to release, right? Just because I like certain parts of it. So does RJ. Yeah, <laughs> he, <just laughs> likes, he likes the dragon eggs <laughs> more than the dragon. Um, so I've been, yeah, I've been waiting to release those ones. I kind of made one for you, Mike, the last Ooh. time. No. The last time, the Tom Petty one. Oh, yeah, which uh. was geared towards <laughs> you, not necessarily for you yeah. to rate it a five right. out of five. I made one for RJ. That was a challenge. You were challenging me. That was a challenge. (laughs) That was a
2: joint. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So I made a challenge for RJ as well. Not going to release that. This week is one that I made on Tuesday of this week. Mm. So five days ago, six days ago, called The Riddle of the Sphinx. The Riddle of the Sphinx.
2: Sphinx or sinks? Sphinx?
0: Sphinx. Okay. Sphinx. The so Egyptian e- cat god. <laughs> I'm assuming these are not Egyptian bands or Moroccan bands. I hope North they North Sahara are.
3: bands.
2: <laughs> you know I've been listening to that lately. <laughs> if this is your world music mix. <laughs> All right. What happens if it's similar to Kirby, like Aesop Rock, where it's a songs about cats? Oh. But he used the word Sphinx to trick us. Yeah. Sphincter. What, what was are the title? About the Riddle of the Sphinx. See, it's sphincters. a riddle. It's a riddle. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> I'll repeat it as many times as you want me to. The Riddle of the Sphinx. You can also call it the Sphinx's riddle. The Sphinx's riddle. The Sphinx. Mm, not the Sphinx's riddle. <laughs> That's a little different. We're talking yeah. about cat holes? <laughs> That's a different question. Yeah. Uh, are, mean, you, are either of you familiar with the Riddle of the Sphinx? No. No. So cool. it has to do with that, I'm assuming. Tight. Damn! <laughs> yeah, it's
2: because you watched an Egypt documentary the other night. Now.
1: You know, I'll be honest—I don't know where I heard this first, but I you have fell a, asleep. By the way, no, no, I have a—you
2: <laughs> don't know at it all. Of the yeah. <laughs> it's from what he remembers no. before he fell asleep.
0: I'll, I'll talk about this next. Does week, it make but you fall asleep? This mix—is <laughs> this songs to sleep
1: to? A in lullaby. a way, in a way. Yes, but not in the literal term. All right. If I don't
0: have a reference to Egypt, cats, sand, or leprechauns, I'm going to be irritated. Well, <laughs> you- <laughs> leprechauns was a, a riddle. riddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got riddles. <laughs> oh, no. That'd be trolls. Yeah. Trolls. Yeah. Trolls have riddles. Yeah.
2: Tom Riddle yeah. from Harry Potter. Stan of these Baltimore? questions
1: three. Yeah, that's a troll bridge. You gotta pay the troll toll. <laughs> if You <laughs> want to get in, the in the boys. this boys hole. hole? Is that what it is? Is that the <laughs> riddle? <laughs> <laughs> it's just called Dayman.
0: <laughs> Dayman. <laughs> <Ah-ha! laughs>
1: yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think this is gonna be a good one. I'm okay. I'm mad at if it. Pay the troll toll if I you, you want to say get this. in. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying boys. <laughs> <old>. <laughs> so I'm excited about this. I think this is my best mix.
2: Ooh, is this the one date? you're talking about? You're excited about the title?
1: No. This is not the one I'm excited about the title. I have a title <laughs> that's better. Uh this one's a mix of all oh, a bunch of bunch of stuff. But yeah, I have another one where I'm just like, I just want to say the words of the title. That's it. It's like, once I say the title, there's no mystery to it. It's like, oh, oh okay. I know what the fuck it is. Yeah. But yeah, this one I'm excited for. I think it'll be um, it'll be my best one yet. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sphinx hole. It's not Sphinx hole. Oh, no, no it's, not
1: the, it's not the Sphinx hole.
2: <laughs> the riddle of Fighter the Sphinx hole.
0: riddle of the nightman. <laughs> <laughs> Champion of the sun. <laughs>
2: <gasps> Master of karate and friendship for everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you can find the podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, posting daily. Find song mm-hmm. song, mixtape. Well, almost daily, if we remember. Hey, <laughs> uh, you find the podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast app. Find us on Spotify. You can find the mixes there as well. That's the best place to do it. Yeah, five song mixtape, all one word mm-hmm. to find the mixes. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to hear about Egyptology.
2: If I don't learn anything from Egypt, this mm. the next mix. I hope it's about aliens. What songs do they have? Like, what's a famous like uh, Toto, Africa? Is there any famous Egyptian? Yeah, walk like an Egyptian. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, fuck you, RJ. <laughs> That's could all be, I got. Could be
1: all the buggles. Is that the name?
2: What's a buggle? Is that who did that? No, walk it's like the
1: bangles. <laughs> bangles. The buggles. buggles. The beagles? do <laughs> uh, <too many> beagles. <laughs> it's just a bo- the boogles, boogles, boys. The boo boogles. Googles? Just Chet.
0: the s- score from Mummies Alive. <laughs> The score from The Mummy with Ooh, Brendan Fraser. Even better.
2: <laughs> Brendan Fraser did you know? cover okay. songs.
1: Can I give you a little tidbit here? About The Mummy with Brendan yes. Fraser? About. We can talk for <laughs> hours about this because <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. So well, go. there's a
0: lot of things within the Mummy franchise about him hurting himself, him being sexually assaulted, blah, 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 blah. But okay. you know Whoa. more right. about that. So there's a lot in there. But oh, damn. Um, what we as uh, Americans understand as Egyptian music is born out of the cinema, which is nothing like Egyptian music. Hmm. So, like, most of the time when you hear, like, oh, the Egyptian scale or the mummy, like, you have, like, a very, Lawrence of Arabia, even, like, you have a very specific sound that you associate with, like, oh, we're in the desert. Yeah. Right? And that was purely made up by... American composers that has very little to do with Egyptian music at all. Or ah. So it's one of those things that they've tricked us for all of these years. we mean like, this is the sound of Egypt. This must be what Egypt sounds like, right? Huh. And it's
3: like,
0: no, this is what Egypt sounds like at all.
1: So I know that region uses microtonal instruments. Yeah. So they have sometimes like three or four frets mm-hmm. on a guitar within one fret. Mm. So you can play microtones. That's similar to fretless guitar but their scales are way different yeah like mongolian scales and egyptian scales sound fucking crazy yeah like even the egyptian scale which it's what it's called i think um it has that egyptian sound but i wonder if it's from american like cinema yeah creating it or if it's traditionally egyptian no because honestly Back then, people were super racist. They didn't care about what was happening in oh, Yeah. So yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Arab music <laughs> lately. Yeah. And I was so surprised by it. Yeah. Like about how listenable it was. Oh, yeah. And it's, I'm into it. Yeah. Like, I like
2: it. <laughs> I think he just told us what's on his mixtape. Yeah, yeah, Moroccan that's music. Arabic. You got some Ma-
0: Moroccan music? Okay. Well. That's right next to you, Joel.
1: Yeah, but that's more French. <laughs> that would be like... uh the dude in, uh, there's something about Mary that plays the. No. What is it? Royal Tenenbaum's? Some Wes Anderson movie where the dude plays like French covers on the guitar. Oh, Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Yeah.
0: That's Moroccan music. Yeah. Oh, also with like Native American music. You know what Native American music we associate through sim- cinema that it's in like this 4 4 timing? Like. Yeah. Doom, 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 that rhythm does not exist in Native American music at all. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just,
1: again, it's just the cinema being like,
0: yeah, this is what they sound like.
1: Yeah, yeah. they heard a. <laughs> 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 and it's in 4 4 so time. So you gotta go. That's
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. uh, probably super racist. Right
0: no. <laughs> <sighs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> There's,
0: I forgot the hey, name I'm of like the band.
1: I'm like an eight. Okay. There's, I swear no. <laughs> That's a direct lyric from this band that I listened to. There was a Native American band I listened to a while ago that I cannot remember the name of, but they were on some Hulu show. Yeah. And I was like, this is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's not mixing.
2: Not racist. <laughs> I'm like Filipino. <laughs>